1: What some would say was bad advice in order to get his five-year deal done with the Ravens. And he's being applauded for doing so.
2: Yeah, we've got the details on that, along with some new figures from his contract extension, including the long-awaited, fully-guaranteed number that was reportedly holding up the deal in the first place.
1: I'm Sarah Ellison alongside Bobby Trossett. It is Thursday, May 4th, and this is your morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault.
2: So veteran cornerback Rakia Sin is officially a Raven, and he was in Baltimore Wednesday to officially sign his deal. But what will his projected role be in Baltimore? We're diving into that and much more just ahead.
1: Plus, we're continuing our profiles of the Ravens' newest drafted rookies. And next up is a 6'6 Canadian that was about to work at 1-800-GOT-JUNK until he got a phone call that changed his life. Fourth rounder Tavius Robinson is up next.
2: We have all that and more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the morning vault where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. So there's an abundance of evidence that the NFL Players Association was in contact with Lamar Jackson during his two year negotiation process with the Ravens. We know this, Sarah. And there was even a feeling that the union's involvement was at least partly to blame for the long-standing stalemate before a deal was ultimately struck last Thursday.
1: Which is why it comes as little surprise, Bobby, that two reports indicate that Lamar ultimately rejected the advice that the players union was giving him. And union representatives were reportedly left out of the final negotiations that led to the $260 million deal. All right, so a league source told Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk that, quote, the NFLPA ultimately was not involved in the discussions that culminated in the deal. Early in the process, the union had been assisting Jackson, who has no NFLPA certified agent, close quote. And then Bobby also, there's another report from NBC's Peter King, who wrote, quote, I really applaud Jackson here, and not only for the contract he's agreed to, I applaud him because for months, his union pushed for him to get a fully guaranteed contract. Veteran player leaders wanted that too, close quote. And then King went on to explain why Jackson couldn't accomplish that feat in today's market. And then he added, quote, Jackson read the landscape right. After Hurt's deal got done, Jackson hopscotched it. Now he has the richest deal ever, and I'll explain the deal more in a minute. Uh, And then he says, quote, it takes a smart person to realize I can either dig my heels in and be stubborn and never back down, or I can do what's best for me and find a middle ground, close quote.
2: Yeah, that's well-written stuff from Peter there. As per usual, he's one of the best reporters in the business. And Sarah, evidence shows he's right. Many details of a September offer from the Ravens to Lamar have been leaked to ESPN, which clearly cited that the NFLPA was the source of that leak. Then in February, NFLPA President Demoris Smith confirmed on the Pivot podcast that the union was indeed helping Lamar in this contract negotiation and made clear that the ultimate goal was for fully guaranteed money. And finally, after speaking with owner Steve Bishotti, Tony Lombardi of Russell Street Report said that it seemed like Lamar And EDC would make progress in negotiations, but would then take another step back after Lamar would get advice from the union.
1: I mean, all of that kind of put together, it really did seem like there was this third party that made things a little bit more complicated at times. But I just want to make clear, Bobby, that I have zero problem with Lamar trying to get a fully guaranteed contract, or to be more accurate, as accurate as possible, as Josina Anderson said, he wasn't seeking 100% fully guaranteed deal, but something in the neighborhood of what Deshaun Watson got of $230 fully guaranteed. So just want to make sure that we get the nuance there. And guess what? If I were Lamar, I would have tried that too, whether the union was advising me or not. But ultimately, as Peter King said, The market wasn't offering him that, and he deserves to be applauded for kind of moving on from what the NFLPA was trying to sell him, and he ended up getting the richest contract in NFL history in several categories outside of fully guaranteed money, and it should be noted that he did it without an agent. So, Bobby, I want to give a few more contract details that King provided that we didn't have initially before when the news first broke that they had agreed in principle. Okay. So we already knew that Lamar got that 52 million annually. And then we know that the total was 260 million. But according to King, Lamar also got 135 million fully guaranteed at signing, which is the second most in the NFL behind Deshaun Watson. And that's 51% of his entire contract. And then he also got $185 million in injury guarantees, which is, again, the most ever in NFL history. And that's 71% of his entire contract. Now, we're still missing some metrics. We still need to find out total guarantees, including the rolling and springing, if there are any in there. We don't know the cat hip structures. We don't know the three-year cash flow, which is very important, signing bonuses, and then the conversion of that injury guarantee to a fully guaranteed after one year. So those are metrics that we're still waiting on. But those were still two new numbers, especially that $135 million fully guaranteed at signing.
2: I mean, let's be honest. Lamar really did go and get himself a pretty solid deal, and those numbers prove exactly that. The Ravens got what they wanted, which was a traditional structure to boot. But Sarah, just to be abundantly clear since fully guaranteed was such a major talking point in the media for the last 2 years and you obviously were all over it uh, how does this 135 million fully guaranteed at signing compare to other quarterbacks who've recently signed as well
1: yeah i've gotten that question a lot on social media bobby so lamar beat the third best at signing which is russell wilson he beat that by 11 million and then the fourth most which is jalen hurts by 25 million So, yeah, he got a great fair market deal in that category. And so, Bobby, obviously, if you compare it to what the Browns gave to Sean Watson, it's not as much, not close. But here's the thing. Most teams aren't as desperate as the Browns. And that was made abundantly clear when, you know, he was able to check out the market with that non-exclusive tag. And I hope that doesn't detract, though, from how well Lamar made out here. And here's a very important key very important because a lot of people say well he had 133 million in september and this is only 135 but remember the 135 is over 5 years that 133 million that was offered back in september that was over 6 years So that's an undeniable improvement for Lamar in the fully guaranteed category. So in the end, I joined Peter King in applauding both Lamar and the Ravens for finding this middle ground it's cause to celebrate. I also applaud the Ravens for finally getting the weapons around Lamar at wide receiver that he needs to take another step. To me, this whole thing was a win-win for both sides, and now they can get back to work on trying to bring a third Lombardi trophy to Baltimore.
2: And along those lines, by the way, Eric Tacosta opened up in a recent interview with Pro Football talk about negotiating with Lamar. So just in case you missed it, go on back and listen to episode number 261 in the archives from our impromptu live stream on Wednesday night. It's over an hour and we jam packed it and we had every just about every single clip of EDC with analysis in there, instant reaction, all that good stuff. So go check that out. But still to come here on the vault. EDC is on a roll with additions to his roster this offseason. And now he's locked up what we feel is the projected starting corner across from Marlon Humphrey come this fall.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
3: That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
1: All right, Bobby. So I'm going to steal the words of Tori Smith. Eric DaCosta has been cooking. The Ravens GM already signed Odell Beckham Jr., as we know. He closed that Lamar deal. He drafted Zay Flowers and company in that 2023 class. And now he has inked the new projected starting cornerback in 26-year-old veteran Rocky
2: we all knew this signing was coming, right, Sarah? I mean, come on. The process began back in March when Yassin visited the Under Armour Performance Center, went through a workout. They remained in contact and finally put ink to paper on Wednesday on a one-year deal worth up to $6 million. That's according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. And Sarah, you know, it was smart of EDC to wait until now because remember, this is important. After May 1st, it's currently May 4th. At the time of this taping, free agent signings after May 1st no longer count against the compensatory pick formula, which means the Ravens are still in position to keep the projected fourth round pick for Ben Powers. Remember, he departed for Denver back in March.
1: Yeah, now, Bobby, Baltimore has 10 cornerbacks on the roster, and that doesn't even include Kyle Hamilton or Darius Washington, who both will probably see time in that nickel role. And there's also Brennan Stevens and a boatload of younger players, including Jalen Armor Davis, Pepe Williams, and then newly drafted rookie Caillou Blue Kelly. There's more I haven't even named. So with all these 10 cornerbacks, where does Rockya fit? into the mix
2: well when you look at the contract payment he just received sarah i mean he's certainly got to be looked at as the projected starter across from marlon humphrey or at the very least the favorite to win the job um he's got 38 nfl starts under his belt between the colts and raiders and honestly when you look at the numbers he keeps getting better and better with experience the qb rating when he was targeted back in 2020 was 98.7 then it was 88.8 in 2021 and then 82.6 last season so uh, remember he's doing this as a physical press corner with 88 percent of his snaps on the outside so those are impressive numbers now his downfall like many corners especially we've seen this in baltimore over the years injury history He's missed 13 games over the last three seasons, including six last year with a knee setback. So uh, that's out there, but he did pass his physical. The Ravens clearly seem to be confident in the medical side of things, and he's believed to be healthy. He also caught up with Garrett Downing of Ravens Productions not long after signing his deal. Here's Rock.
1: And Rock, when you get on the field this fall, what do you think you're going to bring? What do you think Ravens fans should expect when they watch you play?
2: Just aggressive, you know, aggressive mentality. You know, tough, physical, you know, uh, competitive style of play. Just a dominant competitive style of play. And, and lastly, you know, the Ravens
1: have, you know, open cornerback spot there. I'm sure you're going to come in and compete for that. What are your thoughts about competing to start opposite of Marlon Humphrey on this defense?
2: I mean, that's, that's, that's a great opportunity for me. I feel like if all the guys competing for that spot, I mean, we're all going to fight tooth and nail to, to get that spot play next to a guy like that, you know, all-pro, Pro, pro Bowl-caliber player like that, that he is.
1: All right, so the Ravens on paper seem to kind of like just be set at corner. But as you know, as we both know, you can never have enough with the amount of injuries that players at this position sustain, including Rakia Sin, as you just went over there, Bobby. So everyone wants to know, this is the question. Does this signing of Rakia Sen? eliminate the possibility of bringing back fan favorite Marcus Peters.
2: Yeah, I think to answer that, I'm going to have to defer to Jeff Zarebeck of The Athletic because he's been the one who's really just been all over this news since March. And, you know, he recently wrote the following, quote, it'll be interesting to see whether the Ravens are done at the position. Peters is still available, Marcus, of course. So is Kyle Fuller, who tore up his knee in week one last year. If DaCosta signs another corner, that probably would be pretty telling of the readiness of the young corners Baltimore currently has, close quote. All right, Sarah, let's keep our rookie profiles going on here post-draft. So up next is Baltimore's fourth-round selection and outside linebacker Tavius Robinson.
1: All right, well, let me tell you, Robinson is a huge six foot 255, 56-pound edge rusher who went to Ole Miss but grew up in Canada. So he's the type of guy who the Ravens believe still has his best football ahead of him because he just continues to get better with time. Bobby, he had just one sack in his first year at Ole Miss that was in 2020. And then he improved to 4.5 in 2021. And then he really broke out last year with seven sacks and added for good measure an FBS leading five forced fumbles. And Robinson says that he has that same motor. He just will never quit attacking, running to the ball. But if you want to get an idea of how the Ravens might use him, think Zardarius Smith. Because that's the comp that Eric DaCosta used when talking about Robinson after he just drafted him. And remember, Zardarius played both inside and outside and really went on to develop into one of the league's best pass rushers. All three of those guys, Robinson, Crosby, and Zardarius, they were all fourth-round picks. And don't forget, Zardarius took the spot of another former Raven in Pernell McPhee. This is many years back. And it's McPhee, who NFL Network draft analyst Daniel Jeremiah and Charles Davis... That to they see when watching Robinson's tape.
2: Did a nice job there at Ole Miss. The more you saw, the more you saw him improve. Eight sacks. He's long. He launches out of this four-point stance, and you see the burst and the explosiveness. He's got a little pop in his hands as well. Loves that
3: long swim move. There are times in the run game, Charles, he gets pinned inside a little bit. But the Ravens trying to cut him loose off the edge. Yeah, then they listed him as a linebacker, right? So he's going to be an outside linebacker off the edge. Does he not look exactly like what a Ravens outside linebacker looks like? arms coming off the edge. Looks exactly what they look for. Defense, Arch. defense,
2: Ravens. It goes without saying, it would mean big things for Robinson if his career could turn out to be like Purnell's or, or Zedarius, right? Um, now, at the same time, you got to remember, both guys took a couple of years to develop. So let's have a little bit of patience if that ends up being the case. Robinson's going to need some time too. But, Sarah, let's get back to this whole 1 800 got junk thing. Uh, I, uh, what is that all about? I'm fascinated by this.
1: All right. This is a great story, Bobby. So, Robinson was uh, in Canada playing university football when the COVID-19 pandemic hit and everything was shut down his country. We had some shutdowns here, but another level in Canada. And so with no prospects of playing football or really having a job to make money, he decided to apply for a job at 1-800-GOT-JUNK. And Bobby, he was just about to start working until he got a phone call from Ole Miss. That changed his life's trajectory.
2: Yeah, uh, so with that story, right before, like when football had got canceled here in Canada, um, like because here in Canada we don't get full scholarships. Like you got to work to pay for for your school for the upcoming year. Um, so before I had got any offers, I had applied for that job, got that job, and was like just getting ready to start working to make enough money to to go to university the upcoming year. Um, but at the same time, I was sending out my tape, but I didn't know if anything was going to come from it. Um, but then I got the Ole Miss offer, and then yeah, I didn't even. I think I was like scheduled to go in for work and then I got the Ole Miss offer like two days before and then I like quit and then was on a plane to Ole Miss like the next day
4: so yeah.
2: And before we fly some other quick news items beginning with this and that's Lamar Jackson's long-awaited press conference. Number 8 we'll meet with the media later this afternoon at 1230 Eastern. He hasn't done so locally in Baltimore, by the way, since December 2nd. So, of course, we're going to be prepared to provide you with an instant reaction as soon as possible once that presser wraps up. So be on the lookout for that. In other news, Zay Flowers' father sent him a video message on the day he was drafted, which brought the new Ravens wide receiver to tears. This video comes courtesy of the NFL. Get your tissues ready.
4: To my son, uh, Xavier Flowers, Zay Flowers, AKA X, you know, I just want to say how proud I am of you, you know, and I know we all wish the whole family that your mom was here, but trust me, she's smiling on you. And, uh, you know, this is uh, no surprise to me because, you know, you got a lot of siblings and from a kid, you know, I've been seeing what you can do and I'm just so happy and proud, proud of you right now. I mean the world, you know, they're gonna get a taste and see what I've been seeing, you know, your entire life. You know, you got you got like a real happy dad here and I know all your siblings, you know, all your brothers and sisters are so happy for you and they'll be here shortly. And it's just congratulations, son. I mean I love you, your mom loves you, we all love you, man, and I know you're gonna do well. And I'm just so grateful to have you as a son. You
5: no, know, and good luck. Oh, uh, thank you for always believing in me. Uh, you raised fourteen of us, uh, and you did a good job with it. And uh, I thank you for that. I appreciate everything
2: you taught me. And finally, the Ravens released. Oh man, this video is so good. It's Eric Tacosta calling third-round selection Trenton Sipson on day two of the draft. And Trenton was literally entrenched. See what I did there, Sarah, in family <laughs> at his watch party. And it was so loud that he actually accidentally hung up on EDC before the the card was actually turned in. So it's hysterical, it's emotional, and it's dramatic. Listen to this.
5: Hey, is this Trent? Hey, it's Eric DeCosta with the Baltimore Ravens. How are you? We uh, we're great too, man. Listen, uh, we love the way you play, fast, explosive. Uh, we think your best football's ahead of you. We love defense here in Baltimore. We got a history at linebacker, as you probably know, and uh, we're very very excited about you as a prospect. You bring a lot to us. We're going to need you to go out and feel like like a bat out of hell this year on special teams. You ready to work? You sound like you get a big party over there. Hello? They hung up. <laughs> um, we're gonna we're gonna take him. So okay. turn it in. Yeah, you gotta turn it in. We got um, We are gonna turn it in, but let me check it back on the phone. <laughs> At least I talked to him. Go ahead and turn it in. Hey, Trent. Hey, don't hang up on me again. We're going to turn the card in right now, okay? Here's Coach Harbaugh, okay? Say hi to Coach Harbaugh. Hey,
4: congrats, man.
5: You're our kind of guy. you fit as you're going to fly around, right? Okay. Player for player. All right, well, we'll see you in about a week. Let me get my defensive coordinator for you, Mike McDonald, all right? Hey, congratulations. Congratulations. Here you go.
3: Trenton, how's it going, man? Enjoy it. I can't wait to get you up here, and uh, we'll we'll get rolling. See you soon.
4: What's going on, Kansas City? Baltimore, what's going on? Y'all know what's going on in Baltimore. Eric DaCosta has been cooking this week and it's on. With the 86th pick in the 2023 NFL draft, the Baltimore Ravens select Trenton Simpson.
1: Linebacker Clinton. Thanks for listening to the morning, Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. So if you've been enjoying our content, please consider joining one of our membership platforms at patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault podcast. Now, as you know, we've been betting on ourselves by creating content independently from any big broadcast station or corporation. And with your membership support, you'll help us keep churning out daily Ravens content. For years to come
2: and a special shout out to two of our returning patrons this month lauren wonderlick and ken buckner we appreciate you both for believing in what we're building here in baltimore we'd also love to hear from everyone whether you're a patron or not with comments questions or if you'd ever be interested in advertising You can reach us by email in the meantime via Baltimore Ravens vault at gmail.com. And that is all the time we've got today. But again, be on the lookout for our instant reaction to Lamar's contract extension press conference, which is going to be out later this afternoon.